Good morning. Welcome. Glad to everyone is going to be joining us here today. Obviously, there's uh, uh, we are in unprecedented times, but I do believe that God is going to bring forth an unprecedented anointing that's going to prepare our hearts in each and every one of us for the day that God has. We're going to do a little sound adjustment here as the guys are getting prepared as we are setting up here for the first time. As you can see, we have just a partial group here. This is part of our team that went over to Africa and uh, we took the CDC recommendation and we have uh, self-quarantined and uh, we have one more week. Everybody's doing well. Uh, no alarms there. But we are thankful that you have chosen to worship with us today. We're going to magnify the name of the Lord. Right now, right where you're at, would you please just lift your hearts and lift your hands and let's surrender to the Lord. Let's magnify his name. Let's worship him right now. And let's believe God is going to do great things today. Would you agree with me? Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we magnify your name. You are worthy of all praise. You are worthy of all honor. You are worthy of all glory. And I just believe, Lord God, today that you're going to reach into hearts, reach into homes, Lord. And that, God, that you're going to bring a peace that goes beyond all understanding. Lord, we look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. And, God, we bless you. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.
story 
There's no weapon that's formed against the church that will ever prosper. And every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we will condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. I have never seen a foe that God could not conquer. I have never seen a giant that God could not fail. We are not powerless in this day. We are victorious. For we triumph through Christ Jesus in all things. There is nothing that can stop us. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. He has called us to this hour and this day. He has not lost us in this conflict, but he is preparing us. He is positioning us, and he is poising us today for a great victory. Colossians says that he is the head of his church. He is the firstborn from the dead. And he will come to have first place in everything. I believe today, church, this is an opportunity for us to make the main thing the main thing again. And to find ourselves cutting aside all the things that really do not matter and putting back into first place the only place that Christ can occupy in our life and that is first. Matthew 6 and 33 says if we will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness he will bring the add. You see when we get first back to first he will begin to add all things to us. We need not worry we need not live in dread and fear regardless of what the pundits 
the politicians and the physicians say, we know that God is on the throne and he has not lost sight of his church for he will have a glorious church that does not have spot or wrinkle. I am excited today for the opportunity to give thanks to God for he is positioning his church in a place of favor and superiority and a place of power once again as we focus on what is important and we lay aside every yoke and sin that does so easily beset us. We will run with patience this race and God will bring us through with a mighty victory. Let's pray together in thanksgiving to God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this hour, Lord God, to position ourselves once again in the place, the secret place of the Most High. Lord God, I pray, Father, that you would bring us into alignment in our life, that every area of our life that is disorderly, every area of our life that has not focused primarily upon you, Lord God, that we will remove the distractions in our life. And once again, the church would seek you first in all things. And Lord God, I am thankful for the great harvest, the great addition of all things that are going to be added unto us as we bring ourselves once again into clarity of focus into purpose of heart and into the place of power that you have called your church to occupy. We give you thanks for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lamb of God. I want you to take your Bibles with me, if you will, and go over to Mark, Mark the fourth chapter. And those of you that are wondering how to, to give tithe, I want to encourage you, you can go directly to the website, uh, crossroadschurchgreenville.com, and you can go to the give uh, portion on the page, and you can make your tithe that way. You can also mail in your tithe and your offering, or you can do text to give. Text CRC to 76959. Text to give CRC 76959. Five, nine. And then there will be a prompt that comes as soon as you text that uh, CRC to that number. And you can click on that link and it will take you right straight to the, to the giving site. And so let's be faithful in our giving to the Lord because we trust in Him in all things. And even in the area of our tithe and offering, we give to the Lord because He has first given to us. So let's go to the Lord once more in prayer. I want to pray a special blessing upon our church, upon our church family. We're going to magnify the name of the Lord. I'm praying daily for God's protection upon the people of God, that your faith would not fail, but the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ would be ever increasing in your life. Thank you, worship team, and those guys that were able to show up here today. And as we go forward, let me encourage you, we may be doing things a little bit different. Uh, we are even considering doing drive-in church, and so we'll keep you posted. If you're not currently receiving our email notifications, please contact the office uh, Monday through Thursday and uh, get included upon those emails so that we can keep you informed of what's going on. And also the youth wanted me to announce that they will be having an interactive uh, online uh, study tonight at 5 o'clock. And so, youth, if you, if you have not downloaded the Zoom, Z-O-O-M app, please do that on your phone or your device and uh, join them at 5 o'clock. 
and uh, many of you may not be aware of the Zoom, I encourage you to go ahead and download that. We are looking at doing some interactive classes for the adults. Let's go to the Lord right now before we go to the Word. Father, we magnify your name. And Lord, we plead your blood, Lord God, upon our congregation, upon this nation. I pray, Father, for those that are, that are struggling, Lord, for their life even now, Lord God, as they have been infected by this virus. I pray, Lord, for Greg Mundus and Rod Mannix. And Lord, I pray for the carpenters as they, Lord, that you would touch their bodies. I pray for those that right now, Father, that are suffering in body. I ask in Jesus' name that you would strengthen them. I pray, Father God, most of all for the anointing, the empowering of your spirit today to minister the truth of your word, that your voice may echo from eternity, Lord God, and reverberate our very souls. Prepare us, God, for the day that has not caught you unaware. I pray, Lord God, for, the, for your vision, for your purpose, and for your words to be heard today in Jesus' name. I want you to look here in Mark, the fourth chapter. I want to begin reading in the 35th verse and we're going to read down to the 41st verse it says on the same day when evening had come he said to them let us cross over to the other side now when they had left the multitude they took him speaking of Jesus along in the boat as he was and other little boats were also with him and a great storm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea. Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, as we begin here today, I want to also read a verse of scripture out of Philippians 2.13. It says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. I said something the other day, an announcement that I gave to the church and I just want to echo that here today. I believe the Lord is doing a work in us, church. He's doing a work in us that he may do a work through us. Understand that none of these events that have taken place have caught God unaware. But I do believe if you'll give God something to work with, if you'll get in the center of his wheel and let the Lord God mold and make and shape you, he's going to shape the church into a vessel that will hose and house and contain his glory, not to be held on to, but a glory that would be poured out to the nations. I believe the Lord with all of my heart is preparing the heart of the church for the greatest harvest that we've ever seen. If the Lord had to halt the entire world or the world is halted by these events to reach you, then it's worth it. If you're listening and you're not a part of the church, you can become a part of the church today before we finish this service by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. Now, church, as God prepares us, I believe the Lord was preparing in this object lesson to the disciples. He was giving them something that they would draw from, not just in that moment but for days and months and years ahead, however long that they were going to be a part of the work of the kingdom. 
Even Peter said, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials that are sent to try us, as some strange thing has happened to us. And there I do believe that Peter was reflecting the fact that Jesus is faithful. And as long as we have him in the boat, we don't have anything to fear, nothing to worry. We hold on to the Lord because God is faithful. Now today I want to talk to you about two types of storms. Next week, if the Lord allows, we're going to be talking about the storms that are external. We're in an external storm right now. And as the Apostle Paul, he had to endure that storm to get to the other side. But today, I want to talk to you about the internal storms. And how that when the disciples awoke Jesus, who was asleep in the boat, as they awoke him, Jesus stood up. And he commanded the storm, said, peace be still. Literally, he was said, be quiet. Now, many times we have to endure external storms that come our way. But what we see is the internal storms, the storms that are getting into our heart, as reflected here, the storm was getting in the boat. We have the authority through Jesus' example and his word to speak to our hearts and say, be quiet. Be quiet. I'm not going to listen to the voices that are outside. And there's a whole lot of influencers and a whole lot of voices that come in. Most generally, those voices are trying to excite fear in the heart of everyone. But I'm telling you, there may be a pandemic right now that is taking place in the world. Let's not it be a, let it not be a pandemic of fear that grips the heart of the church. But let us anchor ourselves in the living God and trust Him that He is going to not only see us through, He's going to prepare us for the harvest that He has in store. We need to trust in the living God. When Jesus said, peace be still, what He said was, be quiet. That word means to muzzle. There are times where I have to muzzle the voices that come in from so many different avenues, so many different ways. We just say, command this storm. Be quiet. Be quiet. I want to encourage you today because I, I want to bring you three reminders as I see it here in this passage. Now we see here in this passage that the three, three things that I want to uh, just instill within you. First of which, Jesus' command has not changed. His command has not changed. His concern for his body and for the harvest has not changed. His commitment, number three, has not changed either. He has not changed his objective. His command has not changed. He said to his disciples after a long day of ministry, we find out that in Matthew, Matthew's account of leading up to the boat, that there was a long duration, a long day uh, that preceded Jesus before he got in the boat. He preached the Sermon on the Mount. He came down from the mountain, healed a leper. He entered Carponium and met the centurion there and healed his servant. At nightfall, he entered into Peter's house and delivered many of the demoniacs. And then he entered into the boat to travel to the other side. Now, as they were on the, the sea, there was a great storm that arose. In Luke's account, he tells them that, that, yeah, they were in great jeopardy. Let me say to you, the Lord did not, uh, uh, he did not correct his disciples for awakening him. 
there's no my children growing up uh, when they would wake me in the middle of the night uh, it, I might get a little a little panicked because my girls would come and they would stand beside my bed and they would just stand there until I woke up and if I didn't wake up they would gently reach over and lay their hand on me and when they did it would just it would jolt me away but as a father, I knew that something was not right, and so uh, they either got scared the night or they needed something. And so uh, how much more does our Heavenly Father take care of us? God is, is okay with you crawl, calling out to Him. He's okay with you reaching out and saying, Lord, I need your help. But we need to reach out and say, Lord, I need your help in faith, not in fear. Because as they were there, let me say to you, His command has not changed. The work of the kingdom of God must still continue. The Lord in Deuteronomy 6 and 23, it says, Then he brought us out from there that he might bring us in. The Lord is bringing us out of some things. I do believe that if you have, will check your heart as I have mine, there's some priorities that we're placing. There's some things that are just uh, around us every day. But now in these times, we start valuing the things that are most valuable to us, our family, our church. I will tell you, I didn't have a, a bit of trouble with parking today at our church. There wasn't any issues with seating in our church today. But you know what? I would much rather have you here today. And this is just a pause. It's not permanent. We're going to get through this. And people are going to be reached even in the midst. But understand we are still about the Great Commission. The Lord said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And if this is what it takes, then it'll be well worth it if you today accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. A good friend of mine texted me this morning encouraging me, but he put this in his text. He said, may the church awake and realize it is not just coming to a building, but going to a lost world. We need to be about the lost. Now, the Lord said to the disciples as they were in the boat, he said, get to the other side. Now, we understand that, this, that many of the, the, the disciples were fishermen, more than likely grew up fishing there as small children up into their adulthood, carrying on their family business. They'd been on this sea many, many times. The other disciples grew up in and around this sea. But now they're in the midst of that, in the middle of the sea, and there was a, a storm that I'm sure that they had been caught in many other storms. But it must have been a very unusual storm because it caused them to, to begin to panic. Now, these circumstances that we're in right now, they may be unprecedented. And they may be new to us. And they may feel violent all around us. But understand this, Jesus is still our perfect peace. And he will still get us through the storm. And his command has not changed. He said, get to the other side. Now, when they got to the other side, they, there was a man that they met who was in the tombs. And that man, as Jesus uh, told him and brought deliverance to him, no man could tame him. And the Lord asked the spirit that occupied this man's soul, said, what is your name? He said, my name is Legion, for we are many. A Roman legion contained 6,000 soldiers. So we could see that as the name legion, there was potentially the capacity of 6,000 unclean spirits in this man's heart. 
and no one could tame him. He lived among the dead. Not until Jesus, uh, the one who came to, for the, to bring deliverance and forgiveness uh, of our sins, he's the one who settled the storm in that man's heart, and he brought forth deliverance. And that man, from that moment he was delivered, was sitting in his right mind, and he was clothed, and he wanted to follow Jesus, but the Lord had another plan for him. And he left there, and he went to Decapolis, which means ten cities. That man became an evangelist and began to proclaim what Jesus had done for him. I believe, folks, that we, as we continue to go forward, that God has a plan, that his command has not changed. Let me encourage you, church, ask the Lord what he wants from you in this time and how to prepare your heart. And how to move forward in these days that we are facing. And here is where I think the disciples got in trouble. They awakened Jesus and said, Lord, do you not even care? They brought a defamation against Christ's character. They, they presumed because the Lord was asleep that he had no concern about where they were at. Though many times we may pray and it feels like heaven is silent, understand it's not because of the lack of God's concern. In fact, the Bible tells us, uh, casting all your care upon him, who is that? Jesus, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. How does the enemy... What does he come after and what is he try, how is he trying to devour us? It's through our cares. And if he can convince you and convince me that God doesn't care, will we be casting our cares upon him or will we be holding on to that? Let me tell you, God does care for you. He cared for his disciples. I love what Romans 8, 31 and 32. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son. Think about that for just a minute. God cares so much that he did not spare his own son, but delivered him, Jesus, up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? That doesn't sound to me like a God that doesn't care, but that sounds to me like a God cares beyond all of our imagination. God cares for you so much that he gave his only begotten son. Oh, children of God, listen to me. Do not allow fear to dictate and to dominate our thoughts and our hearts and our lives. Let's live according to the will and the word of God. And you may be in a circumstance you've never been in before. You may be in a scenario that, that seems well beyond your reasoning skills and your capacity. But one thing we do know, God cares for his children. He cares so much that he sacrificed so that we would not have eternal damnation. But we can live with Jesus Christ eternally. We don't need to fear with the days of head because we know who's in the boat. Now the Bible tells us here in this story that there were several, several other boats following, following that boat that Jesus was in with the disciples. Let me tell you, there's eyes on the church today to see how the church is going to respond to this.
And I encourage you, let's, let's empty our hearts out before the Lord and say, God, what do you want to do? And how do you want to use this day? Now, I say this repeatedly. Not everything is the will of God. But God will work everything to his will. God will work everything to his will. His command has not changed. We have work to do. It is the proclamation of the good news from a good God. And we also, his concern for us has not changed. He has numbered the very hairs upon our head. He knows our thoughts. He knows our heart. He knows where we're at. He knows where we're going. He is intimately involved in every area of our life. He is concerned. And he's concerned with the loss. Now, his commitment has not changed either. Do you know that Jesus had the ability? He could have, they could have awakened him from his, from his sleep. And he had the power, the ability, because we know according to the scriptures, he could have just said, you boys on your own. He could have stepped out of the boat and walked to the shore. You ever thought about that? He could have said, no, you, you guys are too much misfits. I'm just going to, no, I, I'm not going to mess with you. Okay, you're on your own. You keep rowing and you keep doing what you're doing. I'm getting out of the boat. He didn't do that. He had the ability. He stayed there with them. For he himself said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Being confident of this very thing, that he that has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. When I am faithless, he remains faithful. The church is his idea. The gathering of the harvest is his idea. The awakening of the nations is his idea. Church, he is preparing us. Let's not let fear dominate, dictate, or determine what we're going to do. Let's go after God with all of our heart. I want to encourage you, get in the Word every day. I've been saying this for months on end, maybe years on end, but I'm telling you now, get into the book. Begin to read the Word of God. If you don't have a reading plan, you're not in the Bible, get you a Bible. You can get it online. You can pull it off the shelf. Start reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Go back and read Genesis. Start back over in the book of Acts. Start reading the Word of God. Start absorbing the Word of God. Ask the Lord to show you Himself on, because He is there on every single page. And it's by hearing and hearing of the Word of God that you're going to let your faith begin to arise. As we look here to God's Word, what we see is that we are human and that fear will try to grab hold of our heart. And when it does, you remind yourself of this message today that God's command hasn't changed. His concern for me has not changed. And his commitment to me has not changed either. He is still in the boat and he's still commanding a voyage. And there is no element on, in heaven and earth that he cannot control. And let me encourage you, as you find your heart maybe being gripped with fear, you just stand up and take your authority as a believer and command the voices that are invoking fear in your life. You command your, those voices and say, be quiet, I'm not listening to you. 
I'm not going to listen to your voice. When the children of Israel marched around the walls of Jericho, there were wise leaders in Joshua and Caleb, and they just said, don't let your voice be heard. Don't let, don't, let's don't talk ourselves out of another great move of God. They marched around, and at the given time, God said, I want you to shout. And when they shouted, the walls came down at the command of the Lord. Let me encourage you. we got to get to the other side because the church is still about deliverance. Deliverance of those who are bound by darkness. Where the church is still about the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So let me encourage you today. Seek the Lord with everything that is within you. Stay in the word of God. Stay connected. Church, we love you and thank God for you. Now you may be out there today and you may be listening. And as much as your grandmother and your aunt, your uncle, your friend, your neighbor has tried to get you in church, you have absolutely refused to get in church. But now the Lord's bringing church to you. Let me say to you, this is the good news. God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Let me say to you, the good news is good news because my bad news is really bad. I can't get to God on my own. I must come by way of Jesus Christ. I must make him my Lord so that he may be my Savior, so that I surrender my life to him. This is what happens to you and I. If we are left to ourselves, we self-destruct. We will destroy our bodies. We will destroy our relationships. We are, if we will admit it, we are completely and totally self-absorbed. He said, that sounds a little harsh. It's not harsh when you understand your, who you are. Because the only way that transformation can take place is when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Let me say to you, I would not want to face these days without a risen Savior living inside of me. Because there's a world around us right now that are going to be so gripped with fear, it's going to consume their very thought life and their heart. It's going to motivate everything that they do. But I'm saying to you, there's a lifeline. It's called the gospel. His name is Jesus, and he's reaching for you right now, and he's saying, surrender. Give up now. Give up now. Release. Let go of all of those burdens, and let me become your Lord. Let me get into your boat, because I've got something for you to do, and that's to proclaim the gospel to others. Can we pray? Father, we love you. We magnify your name. And Lord, you know, beyond a doubt, where we are at and where we are going and how we'll get there. And Lord, I pray today for that, for that one sitting right now in their living room, sitting right now wondering how in the world did the world get to this place? And is this man speaking to me? Is he speaking truth? Lord, I pray right now by the witness of your spirit that you'll reach into their heart, Lord God. And Lord God, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them. And Lord, I pray, Father God, in their, right now in that desperation that they would cry out to you and surrender their life into your hands. Lord, let them feel and know that you have forgiven them and that, Lord God, you will be their Lord and you will be their Savior. 
And Lord, I pray for the church today that, Lord, that we would arise in faith. But Lord God, we may not know the path. We may not know, Lord God. This may be a, a storm unlike any that we've ever faced or imagined today. But Lord, I pray that we would give our hearts entirely over to you, that you may mold. Father, I surrender, I yield my life to you, Lord God, afresh. Lord, mold me, make me, shape me, Lord God into a vessel, Lord, that you can pour your spirit in, that you may pour your spirit out. Lord, I see that your love for the harvest and for the men and women and children and families throughout the world has not changed. And Lord, I pray today that we may be strengthened by your might. Lord, we love you. And we thank you today. In Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you for joining us here this morning. We're going to continue to, uh, to post teaching and preaching throughout the week. Now, Wednesday night, I want to, I want to invite you back here at 7 o'clock, back here on Facebook, as we are going to have a live prayer meeting. We're going to do that at 7 o'clock, and uh, look forward to, to staying connected with everyone. We love you, God bless you, and thank you for being with us today. Amen.